So there are these situations where some of us feel disconnected from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes disconnected from the entire ummah in Ramadan. In the time where we're supposed to be the closest to each other. The closest to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many sisters who contact me. Who DM me on Instagram. Or reach out to me and tell me that they're experiencing this. For example, maybe you're menstruating. Maybe you are um, pregnant. And maybe you are having a medical condition. All of these women can fall into the category of women or do call into women who cannot fast. And so subhanAllah, that can make people feel totally left out of the Ramadan experience and feeling like they're longing to feel what everyone else is feeling, but they can't. Or maybe they were having this spiritual high and then all of a sudden their period comes and it's like, boom, like I can't, you know, stay on my, 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 my feeling that I had and I'm just going to fall off and I can't, and I struggle to get back on afterwards. Has that ever happened to you? So today is your day. We're going to cover exactly how to help you, what you can do to make sure that you have no loss of that experience, regardless of your situation. Let's go. Right before the podcast starts, I just want to do a quick shout out. As I told you guys, I will be shouting so many of you out as you're sharing um, us on your stories, your reels on Instagram. And you're going to see even on my Instagram, I've put a lot of you guys up as you share. I wanted to give a shout out to Omama Al Talib. And Alhamdulillah, just awesome sharing how she took a walk with me and listened to the podcast. SubhanAllah. Um, another sister was Sister Jenna Al-Haq. Jenna Al-Haq, just so happy that you're enjoying the podcast and sharing it with your community and friends. And Sister Amina Shaira Nakaramban, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing these wrong, but she even took notes and posted her notes of what she learned. Love it. Love active learning. We'll be doing more shout outs as the podcasts continue. If you love and are learning from these podcasts, share them on your reels, on your stories, and I would love, love to shout you out. Okay, let's get to the podcast. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you. Welcome back to the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you three times a week in Ramadan, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, talking about topics that you guys love. And this is a place where we help Muslims grow and thrive. We understand what you're going through. We know how hard it is out there. And we know there's things you want to know about how to do this, how to do that. And we help you here. And I want to give a shout out to all of the new women. There are so many new women. And many of you guys are DMing me on Instagram. Keep DMing me. I want to get to know you. I want to know what you're struggling with so we can come up with those topics here. As you guys know, 95% of what we come up with is what you request, literally. And I want to start to do some shout outs on the podcast. I really have missed that. And I waited for Ramadan to bring it back. So I want to shout out some women every time I come onto a podcast. And I wanted to make sure that I can include you. So DM me on Instagram if you are if you are um, loving the podcast. A lot of you guys are sharing it with your friends and stuff. Like I want to start to shout you out because I want to tell you like thank you so much for caring about other women and helping them succeed. Because I feel like as women, we're a little bit competitive, if you know what I'm saying. And we need to really care more 
more about helping each other. Rasulullah he said, the best of you are the best of those to your brothers and sisters. So you have to make sure that you're not just caring about your own Ramadan. We're caring about everybody's Ramadan. And that's a good deed. When you share, for example, a lot of sisters were sharing my podcast, how to welcome Ramadan or how to get closer to Allah because they felt it benefited them since they shared with somebody else. So I'm going to start to shout you guys out. So let me know by DMing me and or tagging me when you share those on your stories in Instagram, and I'll make sure I give you a shout out, inshallah, all right? So welcome, like I said to so many of you, shout out also to all the women on Thrive. I see you. Matter of fact, um, by the time you're hearing this, we would have had a social event. And so I just did a um, big live on Hoshua, how to have uh, more Hoshua. Basically, we have a podcast on that here, but I did like double the amount of information inside of that live inside of our Thrive community. But I just wanted to give a shout out to all those women who are striving. I see you. You're showing up on lives. You're learning. We have another revert session coming up. A lot of you guys know we have Revert Imam, he's coming in, he's talking about all the issues that reverts go through. We have regular halakas and stuff like that. We have regular revert classes all year round, actually. And we've had a lot of new sisters come in. I just want to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make all of the new women into Islam or the women who've just been struggling with that whole fasting experience easy. And for the women who are longtime listeners, thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing with your friends and family. We love you guys and we see you too. And I love to talk to you on Instagram. Don't forget to DM me and tell me your favorite episode so I know we can make even more things on that topic. I think you guys are going to love it. I'm going to give you a sneak peek today. Um, today, I'm going to talk about the topic I mentioned, which is menstruation and, and um, um, what you can do to stay close to Allah, whether that or you're having a pregnancy or you're um, having a medical condition. And I want to make sure these sisters are taken care of. Um, but just giving you a little sneak peek, um, we're starting a series on Jannah because I feel like one of the most beautiful experiences I was given is when I sat under certain scholars and they taught me about Jannah. We are all pining and striving for uh, Jannah for those and we're praying and we're making dua. But what is this place we're going to? Did you know there are detailed descriptions? Like really, it makes you just fall in love. It makes this place seem so much less of a big deal. So if you're struggling with a lot of nefs, like you can't stop doing certain habits and this and that, when you start to learn about Jannah, you're like, what? This stuff? Psh. There's so much of a better place where I'm trying to go. This place, I'm not going to hold me back. So I really feel that really has helped me and so many other women. So get excited. That is a new series that'll be coming out within the next podcast. And I can't wait to share with you. Probably like maybe like three episodes or so. And I think you're going to love it. All right, let's get into the podcast today. What I want to share with you is something, um, some tips that I give. I've um, given some of these in the past. Some of them are new. And what I want you to know is um, no matter what situation you have, fasting or not, this is a time of immense barakah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has opened the gates of Jannah and closed the gates of hellfire. And he has done that because he wants you to be with him. And he's looking for just us to make this effort more than ever. And I know it can be hard, sis. I know it can be hard because you feel down. You feel like, you know, I'm not really, um, you know, feeling good right now. And I have this particular situation, this, and a lot of us, remember, I warned you guys, and if y'all remember back, back a couple podcasts back, I said, Shaitan is going to come and he's going to try to ruin your Ramadan. So just a quick reminder, if you're currently feeling pretty horrible about something that happened just before Ramadan came, maybe that's from him. Don't let that ruin your Ramadan now, okay? So what can we do when we are not able to pray? Well, there is so much we can do. Now, 
let me just clarify here. Pregnant women can fast or they cannot fast, okay? And there's a whole lot of fiqh involved in that and I'm not going there. But what I will say is I personally choose to fast when I'm um when I'm I'm pregnant, but that's my personal choice. What I do is if you have a worry about hydration or if you have a worry about lactation, all that stuff, you talk to your medical provider, you talk about what's safe with them. You don't take just take advice from like random things, but at the same time, I'm just giving my personal, like after having multiple children, um, I do it, but what I usually do is like three, four days, I'll, I'll, I'll fast and then I take a break to hydrate, water, make sure, and then I go again. And I, and I really am in tune with how my body feels. And I make sure I drink like tons of smoothies and tons of like, you know, coconut water. It's great for hydration and, and um, electrolytes and stuff like that for it's really, it's, it's like better than water. And so alhamdulillah, I do a lot of that. So just a little tip, um, smoothies are great and stuff like, I'm, I'm not saying to only eat them, but I'm saying like great jolt in the morning of all that nutrition to carry you throughout the day and obviously well-balanced meals. But um, for women who are menstruating, what I want to say is I know you can feel left out, but guys, this is like your chance. By the way, in the time of the prophet, women menstruated, right? People had the same problem, but they didn't like mope around about it. What they did was they searched for opportunities. So I want you to put a different perspective right now. Menstruating is not a time where I'm not going to be closer to a lot. That is a story we've told ourselves for too long, ladies. That is actually not true. That is actually not what happened in the time of the prophet when people, people got menstruated. They did other things. So I want you to look at it no longer as this time when I'm going to get disconnected, this time where I'm not going to be able to get closer to Allah. Who said, who said that's true? What instead I want you to do is say, this is the time where I'm going to get closer to a lot in a different way. There are these other, you know, menu of things that I'm going to be doing during this time. It's just, I just pivot. I just switched to my other version of what I do. And what I suggest to you is if you can grab a little notebook, you can take a couple of these down because I want you to figure out which work for you. Um, for many of you guys that were in our live inside of the Thrive Muslim community, our community, because a lot of you guys love the podcast here, but you're searching for connection, right? So we were connecting on there. And alhamdulillah, um, what we did, what I gave for the women was, I said, take out your notebook. I'm going to give you a list of whatever it is, like 10, 12 things. And you just, you just find what works for you. Don't compare yourself to the sister next to you. She's in a different place. She's got a different situation. You, you find out works for you. So I'm going to do the same thing today. I'm not going to give you that much. I give probably like double what I give in the podcast to my private community just because those women are showing up for themselves and they're coming and, and I, I know how invested they are. They're not just passively listening. They're going to the next level. That's what we're doing in Mindful Muslim. We're trying to bring women to the next level. We go from just passively listening to learning to implementing to being women of impact in society with our family, with our friends, with our community. We're trying to do the same sunnah of the Sahaba. So if you're new here, that's that's the idea. We want women next to learn. That's why a lot of you guys are in our school and in our community and we love that. So over there, I kind of give double the information I do in here when I go into sessions and I want to make sure that you guys figure out what works for you. So today I'm going to give you just a couple tips and I want you to say, mm-hmm, those are ones that I can try. And if they don't work for you, sis, then you can try another one, but you have some, you have a list for yourself. Okay. Sound good. So what we're going to talk about first is dua. Dua is something that is overlooked. Okay. So for example, um, I was on one of the lives the other day and I said to the sisters, like, 
we were talking about Hoshua. And I mentioned this in the last podcast, you might've caught it, which is one of the big secrets to having focus in Salah. And if you miss that podcast, go back, go back. It's just one of the, the last ones. That one and the Closer to Allah, these are usually my favorite ones from people. People tell me they love these topics the most. So I think you'll enjoy it. Go back to the other two podcasts if you just caught this one and make sure you get it. And um, inshallah, what I want you to know is one of the the, the giveaways that I gave there was um, if you want to have more khushu in salah, more focus in salah, more closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in salah, have it outside of salah. And so dua is a very important thing. Dua is something where um, we're not asking enough. Some of you guys want to get married. And we're about to in June, by the way, do a workshop. I'm, I literally was just talking about it the other day with one of my team members. I think you guys are going to love it. Because we're going to talk about how to do interviews and questions with guys. Like a lot of you guys get to the level you've taken um, our course. And even outside of our course, um, you guys come and you're like, now I want to do all the stuff you taught me and I want to do it like, but I want more like like mock interview sessions for marriage. So you guys asked me for this. So I'm putting actually a bonus this year into our school for that, but I'm going to probably do a workshop on it. And I think you guys are going to love it. So get a, get ready for that. But what I tell those women too is, especially in Ramadan, if you're one of those women looking to get married and things like that, it's probably better if you're not searching around for guys right now. It's probably better if you're working on yourself. But the number one thing you should be making a lot of is dua. So I want you to get there and I want you to make dua. Dua every morning. Like the same way you set times for salah, you can set times for dua. You're going to come to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're going to make these times. You can make dua and sujood. It's a beautiful way to feel like you're close to Allah because the Prophet, peace be upon him, he said the slave is closest to his Lord when he's in sujood. Now, you're not in sujood in the middle of prayer, but to put your face down, sister, on the carpet and to just pour your heart out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you could pour your heart out in English, in Arabic, in in Japanese, in Spanish, it doesn't matter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need you to memorize a string of things for you to talk to Him. He wants to talk to you. He loves you. He wants to hear you ask. You know, people get annoyed with us when we ask too much and we repeat. Allah loves that. Allah is the opposite. But we don't ask enough. So I want you to do me a favor. If you are menstruating, then you are going to make a schedule for your du'a. What am I going to talk about? I'm going to talk about everything on my mind. That's what I'm going to talk about. Let me give you an example. When I go to the du'a to sit with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I will sit with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and I will literally say, Ya Rabb, forgive me, forgive me. Allahumma khfili, Allahumma khfili. I just, a lot of tawbah, guys. I mean, that's like a bonus tip. In your du'a, a lot of, I'm so sorry. The Prophet, peace be upon him, he did this like 70 times a day and he is the best of people. He is just like, we're not honest at how much we need to fix about ourselves. So the first thing I do is I, I tell Allah how sorry I am. And I start just rattling off all the ways I'm totally not enough. Not, not because I hate myself or I don't have a problem with myself, but because I'm just so raw and honest with my creator of where I've fallen short. You know why? Because after that, I'm, 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 I'm clear, clearing the, the slate with him. Okay, making things well with him. Then I'm gonna gonna go and I'm gonna give salawat on the Prophet. I'm gonna say, you know, peace and blessings on the Prophet and the family of the Prophet, peace be upon him, and you know, on the companions, you know, um and and this and that. And then I'm gonna say, Ya Allah, and I need your help. 
right? Or And then maybe I'm going to be also praying for people all over the world, you know? Ya Allah, like everywhere, praying for my brothers and sisters. You guys might see on the Instagram the other day, I was making uh, cooking, and I was making da'a for you while I'm cooking, all you guys, because you're always contacting me all the time. So have these times in the day. You can even have printed for you some of the da'a. I love to use Fortress of the Muslim. That's a very famous book, Fortress. I know someone's going to tell me to write it down. Fortress of the Muslim. So what happens is a little black book. I remember back in the day, I used to drive into Brooklyn, Atlantic Avenue, shout out to everybody in New York. And I used to like legit, I mean, I'm talking back in the day, I'm talking like 20 years, guys. <laughs> I remember when I first bought that book, I think it was like $3. And I remember I bought a bunch of them. And then Ramadan, I started giving them out to everybody. You know why? Because if you have everybody else making da'a, then you get reward for every time they make da'a. It's such an easy way. So that's my second tip for you guys, which is look for opportunities to gain more reward. I have a beautiful sister on our team. I'm not going to say her name because I don't want her, her reward to be ruined. But she had this idea on Instagram to put one ayat a day. And so I've been doing that. And if you haven't caught it, go in there and do it. She said, I'm going to do this because I know it's hard for women to connect with the Quran. But if we just give them one ayat today, then I would love for them to feel like they have no pressure. They can just read that one ayat and reflect on it. And so what happens is, and you know, this is the problem. A lot of us, we want to do Quran, but we don't. We get caught up on TikTok. We get caught up on YouTube. We get caught up doing all those things. Oh, I don't know why I can't connect with Allah. I don't know why I don't have Quran. We're not actually doing it, guys. We're not actually doing it, right? And so subhanAllah, just one ayat. If you can just take one ayat. I mean, you should be doing more than that, right? Obviously, if we can. But if you haven't picked up the Quran this whole time, then you have that on my Instagram. You go right ahead. You take that. I've already put it for you every day. One ayat a day. Take it. If you want to leave a comment there and reflect right there, that's good. If you just want to take it and use it for yourself, that's great too. But look for opportunities. So what she did, this is my point, is she's like, if I put that there and everybody sees it, then everybody who benefits from it, you know, that's all this reward. So she's trying to help the sisters, but also she's helping herself and her scale. So um, same thing with the the du'a books. I bought them for the women and I handed them out. Whoever makes du'a with those books, I get reward. Like I have a Quran giveaway. I'm going to announce the winner. Um, or maybe, I, I'm sorry, by the time you guys hear this, I've already announced the winner. And subhanAllah, when that person reads Quran, then we get reward. It's like, it's the helping them, helping ourselves, helping them, helping ourselves. You look for these opportunities. Um, I have uh, another sister. She always buys, um, when she does gifting, she buys like prayer mats. She buys like a tespi beads and stuff. She's constantly giving gifts that give back. They give back to the person because the person is going to be closer to Allah from the gift. And she's also getting reward. I have a sister. I think I told you guys. I met her maybe after not seeing her for 12 years. One of the Ramadans, it's one of my students, actually a couple of my students, they bought me this really big prayer mat. Big, big prayer mat, right? So I'm sitting in her house and subhanAllah, her uh, her father had passed away. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him jannah for the house. And I turned to her and I said, do you remember that gift you gave me back? And I said, the year. She's like, gosh, that was so long ago. I said, yeah, but can I tell you what happened with that gift that you gave me? I said, we pray on this mat all Ramadan in Jama'ah, in my family. And on top of that, every person who comes in my home during Ramadan prays on this. And every time I have a big gathering of people 
to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in my, in my home because we have like this, halaqat, whatever. She's like, I'm like, I have this. Sister, do you know how much reward you have from this one thing? Probably you just saw it somewhere and gave it to me and you didn't think. It is huge on your scale. And she started to cry. I said, subhanAllah, this is a very great deed you did. And I took this and I used it with my family. Jazakumullahu khairan. So I want you to think of that. I have another sister. She had this beautiful idea. She said, I'm going to take all these little um, names of Allah and dua and stuff and put them like on little papers and every day in like a little bottle and every day I could take one out and I can and uh, I can read one. And then she started to make these little bottles and she started to give them out to sisters in the masjid. And so everybody who takes an ounce as the name of Allah and makes this dua every day, she gets reward. You know, there's so many opportunities out there. So my tip number two, my big tip is to do that. Look for the hidden opportunities everywhere. Let me give you some more examples because this one is a big one. And then I'm going to give you one more. You have people all around you who cannot fast, excuse me, who are fasting and they're struggling. So here you are not fasting, right? And you wake up in the morning and everybody can't eat in the day and everybody's just struggling what can you do for those people you don't even have to leave your house for this one your mom your sister your brother your husband your kids what can you do for them all the people who are fasting your uncles your aunties your grandmas your grandpa whoever's in your house your extended family what about other sisters like for me i have daughters i said to my daughter the other day um Mom, I, mommy can come and watch the kids for you so you can go pray with your husband. I can go do this for you. So you, she's married with kids, you know. So I, I, I was like, oh, I'm looking for ways I can do things to make their life easy because they're fasting. You know how much reward you get for that? To help them to pray, to help them with their kids, to help them, you know, can I cook a meal for you since you're fasting? You know, you guys can cook and just, li- some people, some of you guys love to cook. You guys are good cooks, right? And you want to just give food away to some of the women so she doesn't have to cook that day in your family or a friend. That would be lovely. You can come and just watch your kids or cook, or you can just send beautiful messages. Like whatever it is from the smallest to the biggest deed. A lot of you guys know donating, right? Ramadan, there's so many causes out there. By the way, we actually are um, opening up the wing where we're going to be trying to do a lot more work with reverts. We're already doing a lot, but a lot of you guys are reverts and you come to us. We have entire programs. We have schools. We have supports. We have ways to get married, and we want to make more for our reverts. Sisters, we're not doing enough for them, and that is such a beautiful gift. So if any of you guys feel like you want to support that, you want to support anything we do in the podcast here, I actually am going to put a link below and it will go directly to helping our women. Exactly what I'm doing here, we're doing on bigger scales behind the scenes from the podcast throughout everything we do in our communities and our schools and stuff. So we have a revert project. If you guys want to donate, you love what we do here in the podcast, you've benefited, we would be so grateful to help these sisters. There'll be a donation link there below. And so these things to do in Ramadan, you have no idea the immense barakah. Now, the last one I'm going to give you, and I told you again, I give more of these things away in the community, but I want to make sure you guys get, um, you know, a good, a good dose here of, there's just so many things you can do, is you can still um, read Quran and make dhikr all the time. And a lot of people say that, no, the, the Quran washes your heart. It washes 
the the rust it washes the black spots because of all the sinning that we're doing it is it is the way to like reverse it so i want you to imagine dishes in your sink i'm telling you right now in ramadan the dishes in my sink are ridiculous i told my husband i do three sets three loads of dishes a day it's really hard because um just my husband's culture the types of foods they eat it requires me to heat things up so many things in separate things um even though i've done a lot of prep that's great but i do always have a lot of dishes regardless and i used to have teenage girls in the house and they used to help me but because now that they're gone and they're married and i have my younger set of kids you go through these cycles in life you know i remember with my girls it was easy we would split the work we would help each other we would you know roll the mashi together make the cookies together we would do everything and she's she's you know she's turning the ajina over there and this one over here She's prepping the 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 meat and the shrimp and the and so we really work together as a team and that's something I do with them since they're little. So moms, get in the kitchen with your kids, and I know they make a mess, but that's okay. They're supposed to make a mess. It's it's the joy of togetherness. So um, anyway, my kids always were with me in the kitchen throughout Ramadan, and they would help me also with the dishes. But now I'm alone. So here we are. Imagine this big pile of dishes, and that feeling of ugh. You just feel like ugh. But when you clean those dishes, and I talked to this about this in other podcasts, you clean those dishes, you come back in that kitchen and you keep looking at the kitchen, right? you like, that kitchen looks good. <laughs> You've shined everything. You have that feeling, guys, when you like deep cleaned your kitchen. How many of you sneak back into the kitchen to take another look at the kitchen? You're like, yeah, that kitchen looks good. <laughs> I think this is the thing. We're just like, yeah, that feels so good. That's what the Quran does for you. You have all of this mess in your heart. And when you read the Quran, when you recite it in Arabic, it is just immense. It's not the same thing like when you do it in English. Um, there's many things that scholars, then you can, I'm not going to get into all that about, about that with reciting in Arabic for that in particular. By the way, if you struggle to recite in Arabic and you're like, oh, I would love to do that, but no, nah, no buts. You can open up the app, like the Muslim Pro app or the Muslim Pal, there's so many apps, and you could just recite along with the Sheikh. One ayat a day, or two ayats, or three ayats, or five ayats, whatever. Okay, the 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 no touching of the Quran physically. Yes, we don't touch it, but there's other ways to recite along because it is not your mouth is pure. You can recite out your mouth. Okay, so you're doing it in English, and purifying your heart. You're you're cooking. You're you're cleaning. You're whipping out the vacuum. Subhanallah. Alhamdulillah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah. This stuff is just is just getting you so much reward, and you're purifying your heart. And there's a closeness you will get from that as well, because the purer your heart is, the closer you're going to get to Allah. So you can spend that time washing your heart. That's really really important. All right. And the last thing I'll say to you guys, kind of like as a bonus is don't be alone. See, like I have a lot of women, for example, in Thrive and they're menstruating or whatever, but they're attending classes, they're learning, they're going to social events with sisters and they're 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 making friends in that time for the sake of Allah, sisters in Islam. They're expanding their network of sisters. And so what I want you to know is it's really important that you find other positive things to do with your time. So you don't sit there and scroll on TikTok and YouTube and get lost in the rabbit hole of social media and you you put it all like this is the time where I, you know, no one no one is like me I'm not fasting and, I, and no one gets me and I'm gonna go down and my iman's gonna go down I know how we do that guys stop this is all mental it is so mental we just have to put in our mind I'm gonna remind you again 
it's not the time where I'm not going to have closeness to Allah. You've told yourself that story. That's why it's happening. And you believe it. It's your personal belief of that time. And your belief affects your behavior. I'm going to say it again. Your belief directly affects your behavior. If you believe this is a horrible time, it will be a horrible time, sis. It will. If you believe Allah is most merciful and there's so many opportunities for me here, you will find those opportunities and you will do them. You feel me? So put in your mind, this is the time of, of my month where I'm going to pivot to do other things. Now, this is not just for Ramadan, ladies. This is for all year round. Ramadan, I'm just getting this last reminder as we're ending. Ramadan is not the time to just, how do I say this? This is not like Ramadan, spirit, blah, blah, blah. No, Ramadan is never meant to be this like all in, go bigger, go home type of thing. And then it cuts after the 30 days. It is meant to build your momentum and consistency and closeness to Allah, right? To waqal and taqwa so that you can carry on till the next Ramadan. I want you to imagine you're going on a journey and you're packing this car up. You're packing it up, right? And you are taking the car and you're filling it with gas and you're stopping at the gas station. You're getting all the snacks. You know, you're like getting ready. You got all your books you're going to read or whatever it is you're going to do. And you go on that journey and you're full, you're full. And you just, you can carry you all the way to your destination. So I want you to imagine we are filling up in Ramadan. We are, we are getting ourselves together. We are packing that car for the journey from now until the next Ramadan. And we want to be equipped. We want to have everything, you know, to make sure we have it to take us through the journey in a successful way, in an easy way, with comfort. And so that's what Ramadan is. Ramadan is never meant to be. 30 days and then it finishes. Okay. So ladies, try to do this in Ramadan. Take just one or two of these suggestions. Let me know which have worked for you. DM me on Instagram. Don't forget, if you want to support a revert, you go in there in the link below and you make sure that you let reverts know that you're there for them. Or if you benefited from the podcast and you love what we do, really, really so grateful for everything. Thank you, sisters. I will talk to you next podcast. Get excited because we're going to do the Jenna series. Assalamu alaikum.